Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to go. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. Great to be with you here today. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. It is Tuesday, May 24th. And Julie, it's the Tuesday show. So I'm talking to my sister, Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. Hey, Jewel. Hey, Leanne. How are you today? Good. Good. We had, you know, we actually had some one rather serious story on the docket and then we just took it off. <laughs> we jettisoned it. Right, Leanne. We, this is Tuesday, Leanne. It is and it is the the week before the official start of summer. So we just decided to slide right into summer. Nothing serious. This is light. L-I-T-E. Yeah, we're getting our bikini bodies ready, and we're just doing light stories today here on Satellite Sisters. Uh, Let's see what we have coming up. Um, I have some scary news for those of you who know them. Uh, My sons are now registered voters. I'm going (laughs) to... I'm very curious, like what their point of view is on all of that. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) All right, Julie, you promised you have two stories, actual news stories that you believed were onion headlines. Would that be fair to say? I think I've been spoofed, Leanne, but they're from credible sources. One's from the BBC and one's from Self Magazine, but I'm going to, I'll, I'll discuss them with you and you tell me if these are for real. All right. You also have some Tuesday trends coming up. Oh, I do, Leanne. Uh, how do you feel about root beer uh, floats? I-, I love root beer floats. Okay, well, they've ruined it, Leanne, and I'm going to explain. <laughs> Back, now that you've said that, I feel like we should serve some root beer floats at graduation weekend. All right, yeah, we're going to do some on-air handwriting analysis. You're not going to find oh, that on a lot of other podcasts. That is a Peabody award-winning segment just waiting to happen, Leanne. And then I watched the last two episodes of Outlander. So we have our Outlander. uh, It's not a full recap, just commentary. Sister Sassnach coming up at the end of the show. Some good episodes. If you could make them through, Joy. Well, you know, you know, I'm going to have some issues, Leanne. Yeah, I I know you are. I know. All right. But we're going to save that for the end of the show. Mainly, Julie, what I've been doing is graduation prep. You know, my younger son, Colin, graduates this weekend, Memorial Day, from high school. And honestly, graduations are a lot of logistics, aren't they? Once you get through the emotional aspect of it, like, you do have to do a lot of planning because there are events. There's family members from different generations. Right. There's <laughs> always limited seating. Limited, limited seating. Par- limited parking. Limited you know, parking. Right? That is a factor for, in bo- for both. There's, mm-hmm. you know, weather. You don't know. Is it going to be hot and sunny? Is it going to be, you know, cool and May gray as we have here? Do you eat at home? Do you eat out? What time? The graduations. I've had this conversation with like six people all graduating from different high schools. Graduation times are all over the board. You know, they're not, there's not a, there's not a standard time that works best. You would think, you would think we would have figured that out, right? The best time to have a high school graduation is, is, you know, whenever the high school wants to have it, because they're not thinking about you and your in-laws and when you're going to feed your (laughs) (laughs) in-laws. Like a friend of mine, their high school graduation is seven o'clock Sunday night. But the kids have to be there at like five. Right. So the people, she's like, I could have lunch, but then my in-laws are just sitting there for six hours. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, That, yeah, you've got to come up with a lot of entertainment. (laughs) That's a lot. So here's what's happening at my house. Uh, Friday night, we had the baccalaureate mass. Saturday morning at 10 a.m. is the graduation. So we are going out for a graduation lunch after the graduation. We have limited seats to the actual graduation. So Mm -hmm. it's not a family all play, but Colin's godparents are coming out. Our brother Jim and our wonderful sister-in-law Mary are coming out from Connecticut for for the events. I have in-laws. You know, he has a brother. We got the brother's girlfriend. But that's it. Aunt Sheila's going to meet us for lunch after the graduation because we don't have seats for her graduation. But the baccalaureate mass is at 8 o'clock on Friday night. Hmm. The boys have to be there at 7. So back it up. There's like dinner at our house between 530 and 7. Right. And I was going for a light dinner. And, you know, Julie, I think you've enjoyed um, my grilled antipasto at my house. Have you had that? It's, it's fantastic, Leanne. <laughs> you, yeah, it's really a great you, – you do some good cooking over there. So uh, I have no doubt that would be a good choice. It seems like it's, 
it's filling but still light, right? right. It pleases a lot of palates. It's not, you don't have a real sit down meal with an appetizer and everything. It's just go fill up your salad plate. We have grilled veggies, we have cheeses, we have olives. That's yummy. And then there's some sort of protein. I was going to do shrimp or maybe salmon because, you know, our brother Jim and our sister in law Mary, they eat like salmon, kale, and blueberries, right? I mean, <laughs> Those are and yes, and, they do. That's right? it. You cannot find a cracker in that house of theirs. No, no. <laughs> There's, not, There's no processed food in no. that house. Not one bit. No. So, so they they eat like cats. They eat like little cats. <laughs> So, so I don't need a lot of food for them, but I have teenage boys who actually eat food. So yes. I thought, well, I'll just get the good lasagna from the Italian market that the kids love, that I get the big trays. And so I don't have to mess up the kitchen making lasagna, just buy it. And uh, so I mentioned this to Colin, the graduate. He's like, oh, you know what? I'd really like ravioli. I was like, ravioli? <laughs> that is a hot pot of water, Leanne. That's what I'm seeing. Exactly. And whatever, whatever you were going to do with your hair and makeup for the big mass... Okay, it's going to be ruined when you're over the hot pot draining all that ravioli. Thank but that's you. What he, I that's don't even, he, like, that's not even a thing. Like, I occasionally serve it, but never in his life has he said, oh, my favorite meal is ravioli. <laughs> just, you just figured this out. He's turning 18. He's leaving home. And he wants ravioli. And now he tells you. And even, I had to drill down. I'm like, do you just want that with butter and cheese or do you want that with tomato sauce? He's like, oh, tomato sauce. I was like, oh, that's going to stain my soul. That's going to stain. You're going to, yeah, you're going to be a, yeah, a soggy, stained mess before you arrive. Right. I know. So that I, I tried to talk him out of it. I, I offered up another pasta option, tortellini, like a, a grill, a fried tortellini, breaded and fried tortellini that I could make ahead. No, that was rejected. He wants ravioli. So I don't know, Jill, this really throws me into a tizzy, but I'm going to make it happen for him. So okay, you need some kind of duster to put over your clothes, Leanne. <laughs> I'm going to get Bring a hazmat duster, suit. Leanne. I don't need a duster. I need a hazmat suit for that meal. <laughs> I know. I mean, holy cow. So I, it was a, just a total surprise. So I'm working on that. I'm working on ravioli this week. I'm cleaning the house to within an inch of its life. Mm -hmm. uh, I've already put in color spots in the garden. <laughs> I am my mother's daughter. Yes. I was out there planning some color spots, which I know sounds obvious, but not when you're in a, a drought. So I haven't put in new plants in like two years because we're not allowed to water them. But um, <laughs> but they're going to look good this weekend. That's right. That's all that counts. It'll be very nice for the pictures. Yeah. Good. They're not going to make it till the 4th of July, but they are going to look good this weekend. So that's it. We're, we're, we're getting ready. We're gearing up. We, I've given the older son the marching orders on what events he must attend. He's got us. I'm securing the reserve seating at graduation day. He has to uh, secure the unreserved seating uh -huh. for himself uh -huh. and the grandparents and who did not want to sit in the air conditioned theater. They, they rejected that option. So they're going to brave it outside, but it's supposed to be kind of a cool, nice weekend here in Southern California. So we'll see. That's it. Working on that. Well, that, no, that keeps you busy. I know there are a lot of people scrambling, doing the same thing. It's a lot of hard work. We want to see the pictures, Leanne. So be sure to post them on our Facebook group. Okay. We All to right, Jewel. I will. Of you and the happy graduate. I yep. will. I will. Um, all right. Two moms in the news this week. One who is just winning. She's just winning the internet. She's winning television. She's adorable. That Chewbacca mom from Texas, Julie. <laughs> I mean, so funny. I want to send her money, Leanne. I mean, do you realize a hundred, this morning it was 137 million people have watched her put on that Chewbacca ma mask in her car and just crack herself up. I mean, it's just I, I feel like she needs to like make some money over the amount of joy and happiness she has spread in the world. Well, I think she's happy with the fallout. I mean, last night she was on the Late Late Show with James Corden. He flew her out to California, obviously. And there she was with the Chewbacca mask on in the car doing the fake carpool karaoke <laughs> when J.J. Abrams showed up, the director of the Star Wars movie. And then she got a special note, a personal note from uh, the actor who plays Chewbacca. And she 
he said, I have four VIP tickets for you to the Star Wars fan experience in Dallas, Texas. And that seemed to set her up. She was fine. <laughs> she doesn't seem to mean anything. No, I know. She's so cute. I loved it when J.J. Abrams was giving her tips about about how to, like, exactly how to hold her head for the proper <laughs> Chewbacca move. Yeah. Hey, really, she's a delight, and I hope she continues to be a delight. And that was fun. And I loved what she said on James Corden. She said, what, he said, why did you tape the video? And she said, I wanted the kids to know that the mask was mine, that I bought the mask <laughs> for me, not for them. So that is funny. And then the other mom in the news that I have I have a lot of sympathy for is golf cart mom. No, okay. I don't know who's golf cart mom. sort of a weird story of a mother. You're on vacation at an exclusive, like, you know, island resort, Bald Head Island in South Carolina. And it was one of those resorts where you can only drive golf carts. Uh And they were coming home from dinner, and she let her 11-year-old son drive the golf cart home. And they were pulled over by the police, the uh, the resort police. And then the the resort police, like, threw her to the ground. And, And it was just a ridiculous, like, overzealous arrest because she had let her 11-year-old drive the golf cart. So she's now been cleared of all charges, and I'm sure things will happen, but it was just bizarre. But I will say this, as someone with two boys, all they want to do is drive the golf cart. Like, yes, right. from the minute they are born, their entire <laughs> life's goal is to drive the golf cart. And so you can say you will have to say no a million times before you actually just cave like, fine, just drive the golf cart. We're on a golf course. I know you're only 12. How, what damage could you do? And then they nearly kill you in that golf cart. But, so I am. There are all sorts but of I guess you're not, I didn't know that. I don't, I, I don't drive a lot of golf carts. I'm not around golf carts. You're not allowed to drive them if you don't have a driver's you're license. You're supposed to be 16. Usually oh. there's a, you know, at golf courses or at resorts with these golf carts, if you're ever renting some somewhere, it's always 16. Okay. But okay. they start asking to drive the golf cart at like age five. Yes. yes. So it's not. So if you're looking at that golf cart mom story and you're wondering why did she let him drive the golf cart it's because he'd already been asking her for six straight years to drive the golf cart (laughs) okay and then you just cave you're like fine you know we would rent the golf carts go out on the course and then turn over the golf carts to the the 11 and 14 year olds you know when you're out of the way of the the marshals there on the golf course anyway i feel sorry for her for many reasons but i completely understand why the 11 year old was driving the golf cart so okay. uh thinking of you there thinking of okay. you there i'm glad she i'm glad she was exonerated of all charges and then this week julie yesterday was the uh voter registration deadline here in the state of california now um we could register online. It's relatively new here. Uh-huh. And of course, our primary in June is actually shaping up to be meaningful in some way. Usually, California's primary is sort of a mm, who cares because the nominee's already set. And right. And case, really, in general elections, it's the same way. I mean, you know, they've really pretty much declared the winners in most general elections before they close the polls in California. Yeah. So this time, you really, your vote does count, Liam. Our vote does right. actually count. Even though the winners are actually probably set, but uh, but we're pretending it counts here. So I just is record voter registration. Okay, it just it's a reminder of just how big California is and how many voters we have here. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, since March, uh, two hundred and twenty thousand new Democrats have mm-hmm. registered. Okay. Uh, 70,000 new Republicans uh-huh. and 20,000 new independents have registered. So these are all first time voters that are going to be registered, that are registered to vote. Now, whether they turn up, we don't know, but two of them are my sons. So that, well, good that, for them for registering, Leanne, you know, getting, are they in, excited about the opportunity to vote? Yeah. I mean, that didn't mean I didn't have to bug them every day, <laughs> you know, <Okay. laughs> it was like voter registration is closing. It's closing. It's closing. You know, so they were excited. But of course, it, they both waited till the very last day to register yep. to vote. But they are both registered. But it is shocking when you realize that your vote counts the same as your 18 year old. <laughs> right? <laughs> Wait, what? He gets, their point as, of view. Really, yeah, it's the same. Like, he gets as much say in the future of this country as I do. <laughs> he knows nothing. <laughs> So it's just, it's shocking. And and then it's shocking. Like, I hope we don't cancel each other out. That is terrible. 
<laughs> it's one thing to be canceled out by your spouse. It's another thing right. to be canceled out by your children. Right. But, they, um, may, they might outvote you. Now, are you having open political discussions or are you from the school of thought that what you do in a voter's, voter's booth is your own business? I, I am for that. Like, I would never tell them how to vote. But we talk about politics all the time. Okay. So, but, you know, I would never say, who are you voting for? Okay. I did say, please don't vote for. <laughs> Is that the same? That's good, Leanne. Or you're not getting ravioli for graduation. Is that? Is that... <laughs> I'll kill you if you vote for. <laughs> so, um, no, if just... you ever want your laundry done again. Yeah. <laughs> so I know I did think like, well, maybe I shouldn't tell him the deadline. And I thought, what? You know, come on. They, they, they should know. That's vote. subversively not to tell him. Yes. You want them to do that, you know, register for the draft and, or whatever, right. and register to vote. You gotta, you gotta do all those things. You That's do have a... to do all those things. My, my younger son was going to wait to see if he could register in the state of Washington where he'll be going to college, but you need a Washington driver's license and he's not really a, he's not a resident there. He won't be. So mm-hmm. it was better for him to register here because he wanted the sensation of going into a voting booth on in November as opposed to absentee ballot. So I get that, but it wasn't going to work out. So we went for the California registration because he's from here. So, so that's it. So, uh, just serving notice that my sons are, their voice counts as much as yours does, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. I don't know, Leanne. Well, okay. Counts the same. Counts the same. Counts Counts the the same. same. I'll, I have to ponder that. Yes. Well, Leanne, while you were registering uh, your voters and getting ready for graduation, graduation, I was definitely looking online, looking far and wide for topics to, uh, to talk about uh, today. And I came across two stories. I, I don't know if these were put out by Onion or if these are real. So here's the first one. I found this on BBC.com. So you would think that's a pretty legitimate news um, news source. And the article was written by David K. Gibson. I just mentioned that. And it's that it's 11 reasons uh, to eat roadkill, or as he calls, flat meats. Oh. All right. Okay. No, he is. Okay. So that's the headlines. <laughs> 11 reasons to eat flat meats. Number one, it's our responsibility, according to David, that you were driving the cars, we're killing the squirrels, you, you know, uh, it, it wasn't the squirrel's fault. Uh, you have this big, powerful vehicle and you took that little squirrel down. Okay. So that you have a sense of responsibility. Um, it's, it makes ecological sense. We have to eat what's there. And if you're eating your roadkill, then you're not eating, um, you know, these cows or, you know, or, or other animals. Okay. Are you going to read all 11? No, I just, I just, you need to know because I'm just telling you, he thinks it's ethical. Because the animal was needlessly killed and you need to make amends. Okay. It's cheap. He says it's cheap. It's, he said it's generally safe, although you should avoid, uh, some of the organs, you know, uh, okay. That's great uh, advice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I won't. Oh, so no squirrel liver pate? Is that yeah, what he's yeah, saying? No, avoid the livers and the brains. That's essentially what he's saying. Okay. Uh, it's better for you because when you think of it, it's pretty much farm to table. In this case, it's road to table, Leon. Okay. <laughs> All right. They're plenty. It's plentiful. Okay. A lot of squirrels. Where does possums. this guy live? I don't see I don't, that much roadkill. Maybe in the I woods mean, in see England. A, we, we see a lot of roadkill. Okay. And that um, it can be delicious, uh, you know, I mean, depending on, you know, little rabbit or something like that, how, you know, it could be good. Okay. And that in the time, you know, he also said in the time of the apocalypse that this will be a food source that you'll be way ahead of other people on. So. Liz, you know, we love talking about frame bridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting FrameBridge experience. Would you like to share? Would you like to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. 
So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. A youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's a, infused with Osea's signature Andaria Seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSisters at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. That's, well, that's the only one that makes sense to me. <laughs> that if there's an apocalypse, you'll be way ahead. Every I reject everything else he says. So. Well, do you think this is a real article? That's what I know. I mean, who's, who's eating flat meats? Okay, I just want to know. I mean, one time when we lived in New Orleans, I saw someone, uh, a driver stop and scoop up a turtle that was crossing the road and put it in its car. And I assume they were making the delicious <laughs> turtle soup. Yeah. But they is... hadn't killed the turtle. No, right? they didn't kill the turtle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I can see maybe if you hit a deer, like, but really, are you scraping like possums up off the road? How would you, I don't even, I don't know. Possum pie right. land? No. No, this okay. this sounds like the same people who do the paleo diet. It's like the paleo diet one step beyond. So the roadkill <laughs> okay. diet. Okay, so I don't. We don't believe roadkill. So then I went. I was just. I, I was getting my nails done, Leon. Yeah. And uh, was reading Self magazine. Now that is a legitimate magazine as well. Okay. Here's the headline: giant article, crop top confidence, Leon. That's oh the good, Joel. <laughs> good. Crop Top yes. Confidence, yep. written by Alyssa Shalasky. Okay, so yep. here's Alyssa's point of view. First of all, it's it's not a fashion. It's not just fashion, Leon. It's a fashion obsession. Mm. Okay, hashtag crop top. Go ahead and hashtag it, Leon. Okay, it provides. These are her words. Exponentially more style. Okay, 
Wow. It yeah. is the portrait of understated fierceness, Liam. Okay. Oh, that's, you know, and I've been looking for that. <laughs> okay. Understated it is, fierceness. It is a state of mind. It's a movement, Leon. Wow. It has transformative powers, the crop top. Okay. It just and looks cold to me. It just <laughs> looks cold. Those girls are always freezing in the crop tops. I don't know. She says, Alisa says it works at the office, but you could pair it with a blazer or a cardigan. You can wear it in any professional setting. So I'm just imagining like a doctor, like Dr. Crop Top, (laughs) paging Dr. Crop Top. Well, I mean, really, you cannot wear a crop top to the office. No, you can't. No. So do you think this is a joke, this article? Do you think it's a fashion obsession? It's a movement? I, this article may be a joke. I, I don't know. I have seen a lot of crop tops out there, though. Okay. There are a lot of crop tops. They are? I, I just... I mean, the wearing it to the office, that... That is... I, I can't, like, like a, you know, attorney in a crop top. Okay. I just... Anybody. A banker, anybody. A bank, any, banker. I mean, even if you're in a creative field, okay? Like, showing up in a crop top? No, I don't think so. No. No, I just, there you go. Well, if you put it on, okay. Understated uh, fierceness, Liam. I'm going to have to find some other way to, to, to uh, translate that then in a fashion sense. Cause it's just, I, I, neither one of us should be in crop tops. (laughs) (laughs) You more than me, but uh, you could pull off one more than me is what I'm saying. No, it's not my fashion obsession. And, And again, I thought this was a joke. I just thought that this kind of language uh, around, you know, a crop top. It, it just had to be a joke. So, okay. But I have two totally serious trends for us here on Tuesday. Okay. Um, the first one, and this, this is true, is the number, the increase in the number of alcoholic soft drinks. Okay. While soft drink consumption is going down, uh, there's a real spike in alcoholic soft drinks. This would be like alcoholic root beer uh, or alcoholic ginger ale, alcoholic uh, vanilla and cream. So these are boozed up soft drinks. Oh, I've seen some of these yes. advertised and I didn't understand that they had actual alcohol. Yes, they do, Liam. This is it. They have the same amount of alcohol as like a premium beer and they're, you know, priced Price like premium beers. So once again, I think this is adults co-opting a perfectly good childhood experience <laughs> and ruining it because there's nothing better than a root beer float. Right. right. That's and true. I think all of us in our, you know, somewhere in our memories, we remember the first root beer float we had as a child. Oh, I totally now, do. Yeah. yeah. The and now they're from- ban- banquet at the Fairfield Beach Club. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That would be good. It would be nice for graduation. It would. Know. That would be a nice, yeah, nice, light, yeah. Uh, refreshing dessert. Yeah. But not a boozed up root beer no. float. No. 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 So that same thing, ginger ale, that's your go-to drink when yeah, you're not yeah. feeling well. Right. But now you can drink it when you're like, you know, with booze in it. No. I, so I think it's like pot candy or pot brownies, you know, where they have just, they're ruining things that, that, <laughs> they, were, they that, are. Were, that are free. They, you know, these are grownups that refuse to grow up. Okay. Just, you know, you can't, you can't do that. Okay. It's wrong. Okay. I don't, I just, um, plus I it, feel like the alcohol is superfluous, like drinking soda is such a treat. Now it's something <laughs> you don't do every day. Right. So when I order a ginger ale, like if I'm out and we're the, I'm the designated driver, I'll have a ginger ale. It tastes delicious. Like yes. it's a special treat for me. I don't need alcohol in the ginger ale. I know. Or yeah. Or that's, I know. Or cream soda with yeah. the, no. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. So, so that trend, we're not going to, how about this one? Um, I saw the headline caffeinated sneakers. Now, in my mind, I was like, well, how are they going to do that? Are they going to infuse the fabric in the sneaker with some kind of caffeine? And that is going to provide a jolt to your feet? No, no, not at all. Okay. These are not caffeine-infused shoes, Leanne. This is a new uh, new sneaker from Nike, and it was inspired while the shoe designer was sipping a Starbucks drink. So it is called a Starbucks on SB Dunk Low Premier, uh, and it's shoe. And the main feature of the shoe is it has light and dark brown swirls on the, on the shoe. So it looks like a latte or something. Okay, that, that I have to Google to see. Okay, um, just, see this? Okay, SB Dunk Low Premier. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. So the, yeah. 
Okay, so it is, um, that's a shoe, it's about $100 a pair. So when I saw that, I was a little disappointed, like the caffeine-infused sneakers, <laughs> like, I'm in, I'm in. That seems like, okay, can keep, keep me moving. But this, it's like, I spill coffee on my shoes all the time, Leon, when I'm walking. When I go get a cup of coffee and then walk, I, I have all kinds of coffee stains on my shoes. So I don't need a pair of sneakers that come with coffee stains. <laughs> It is. It's in the same, it has the same green as the Starbucks cup. Yes. It does. Yes. It looks delicious, the sneaker. <laughs> but it is, I don't think you'd be faster in it. I don't, I don't think you'd be no. faster in it. No. Okay. That's pretty funny. Uh, that, that's just two Northwest companies joining forces to do something fun. Okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't overthink it. I'm sorry you were disappointed. Apparently they also have a Krispy Kreme sneaker. Now I'm... <laughs> Okay, I got to Google that. Okay, Krispy Kreme. Again, if you can't eat it, I don't want it. Yeah, you can't eat it. It's just okay. inspired by one of the Cleveland Cavaliers point guards who says he eats Krispy Kremes before every game. Okay. So there you go, Krispy Kreme, <laughs> Kreme sneakers. All right, there you go. Wow, they're whew, really reaching, really reaching. All right, as Julie. We, I'm, as we I'm, are too, Leanne. Okay. I'm for the sneakers. I'm not for uh, not for the alcoholic uh Soft links. Yeah. All right, Jill, we're going to do some handwriting analysis now on the air. Okay. okay. This is a first, Leon. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> we're, okay. I've got my pen and paper. I'm ready to go. You, you know, as long as you've got your pen and paper, just just write your um, write your uh, signature for me. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. doing that right now. Got that. Okay. Coming along. Here it is. Okay. I've got three names, Julie Dolan Smith. So there you go. Okay. All right, so um, uh, so this is according to Real Simple Magazine, and they have visual samples in the magazine, but we can't do that on the podcast. So now that you've written your signature, Julie, uh, I can tell you this. According to your handwriting specialist, um, Sheila Lowe, she's the president of the American Handwriting Analysis Foundation, Julie, so you mm -hmm. know she knows her business. She said some letters like I and Y can be particularly telling. All right. Okay. So you have to take your, all of your, you know, all of your handwriting into account. But uh, let's just look at the I and the Y. All right. Uh, okay. Write for me a capital I. Just okay. write it down. I got it. Okay. Got a capital I written okay. down. Okay. What does it look like? Does it look like a Roman numeral stroke or do you have a big loop? No, or... it looks more like a Roman num numeral stroke. Okay. Well, this is what that oh, means. No. What, is that? what does that mean, Leon? <laughs> Oh, this is, you're going to like this. Okay? Be, gentle, be gentle with me, Leanne. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz, my hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when I, my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you, you're the boss. I'll take it. <laughs> you tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm -hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. 
Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for a part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to (laughs) buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Doesn't do things like one's parents did. You're striking out on your own, Julie. You are striking out on your own. Whereas if you wrote your capital I with a big loop on top and a little loop on the bottom, then your mother would be a strong influence. And if it was the opposite, thinner loop on top, big loop on the bottom, then your father is a strong influence. But you, Julie Dolan, are, you're an independent. You're an independent. I'm an independent, but I don't even, no, I have no loops on my eye. All right. Then that's totally, you are totally, doesn't do things like one parents do. Okay. Do, write for me a lowercase y. A lowercase y? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. Um, Do you have any loops in that? Yeah, I have a big loop on the lower part. Yeah. Okay, no. that's large lower loop, Julie. You know what that indicates? <laughs> that, you, that you are. I feel like I'm at the doctor's. You have, a, you have an enlarged lower loop. <laughs> and your diagnosis is that you're materialistic. Is that what it is? That's what it is. That's oh. what it is. No, I've just shed all my materialistic things, Leanne. You know, I downsize. So that's, but I guess my handwriting is a vestige of my old life. Yes. There you go. All right. Okay. So now I want you to do a, a lowercase d. Lowercase lower cursive d. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So how would you describe that? The top of the d, is it loopy or straight? It's loopy. I got okay. a loop. Big got... loop or little? Uh, it's, uh, I would say it's a pretty big loop. It's, yeah. All right. Yeah. No, you... it's. Big and bloated. Is that how you would describe it? Or moderately open? Moderately open. Okay. Uh, moderate. Well, that indicates, Julie, that you're open to new ideas. Oh, I think I am, Leanne. I, I do think I'm open to new ideas. I, I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If, you, if it was big and bloated, it would mean that you possess a lot of imagination or emotion. But okay. you are, you're moderately open, so you're open to new ideas. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look at your signature now. Okay. Um, okay. They, they outline uh, four different types of signatures. Illegible. All right. It's people that just go blah, blah, blah. Right? No, that's, that's not me. That's okay. Not- legible. Legible. I definitely have legible. All right. Yeah. Do you do any underlining? No, no. Or they have people that have like sort of circle, like carry on the tail of one letter and loop it back towards the front of the first letter. I think that's preposterously. And no, okay. I don't. <laughs> well, John Hancock did that. Julie. I know. So John, maybe- I know. I know. So that's why I don't think I think it's been done. So I don't I don't think I need to do that. Right. OK. All right. If it's illegible. And many people's signature is, uh, which mine is not. I, I'm more legible like yours. Uh, if it's illegible, your signature, it means you need privacy or you're covering up something. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you've underlined your signature, I think we all know what that means. <laughs> you put yourself on a pedestal. Right. 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 You've got the bloated ego. Yes, Leanne. If yes. you're circled, okay, circle, imagine like it's, it's like a dome. You're self-protective. Self-protective. Oh, okay. But Julie, yours, if it's legible, you are confident. You are very confident. 
Yes, I think that's true, Leah. Okay. <laughs> this is true. It's been very revealing Thank here you. today. Now, Leah. do you have any slant to your overall writing, would you say? Um, I used to have more, I used to have more slant. Uh, I, I am more upright these days, but it's a a little slant. Yeah. To the right. Yeah. What is that? Uh, You know, it says, uh, you're rational ahead over heart type of personality. Okay. So there you go. Okay. And then, uh, there's others, but I think those are the only ones we can do on the radio. Well, <laughs> Julie, well, we knew you, you're an independent. All right. You're slightly materialistic, but you're trying to get over it. Right. You are open to new ideas and you're yeah. confident. So well, thank you, Lynn. I think you could set up a table out front of your house with this mag- could... one magazine article. I could call uh, myself. A you, handwriting you are in business. Mm. Okay. Now, how do you think you fare in any of that? I mean, uh, I, I know you were doing all the uh, analysis, but uh, you must have some idea of your your own personality traits. Are they reflected in your handwriting? Yeah, I guess I'm more like mom than I thought because I do some of that looping. Okay. And I definitely write in a cursive. I don't write uh, like Romans. I don't. I don't write simply. I I write in with cur- you know everything's cursive. Oh, so, okay. Uh, I just closed the magazine, Julie, so I can't. Even- <laughs> okay. okay, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Yeah, I would say I'm I'm loopy, I'm big and busty, whatever those big and bold. <laughs> big and, no, there was know. no mention of the bust. Okay, yet. well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, okay, Jill, we have our Outlander commentary now. I got to bring it up here. Uh, I, I sent you some notes earlier. Yes. So you recall last week I was so busy I didn't even get to watch the episode. So we're talking about two episodes now, but it's fine because it was kind of a like two story arc. So last week was setting up a lot of this week. Exactly. And, you know, we had some people who bailed on Outlander. And I have to say, I thought the first couple of episodes of the second season were a little dull. The material was a little hard. Like all the fun of the first season and the swashbuckling seemed to kind of take second place to this complicated political plot line, which really no one cares about in many ways because we know what happens. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so, so. I mean, the only thing that's good about the, the, the costumes seem to be the only strong point point of season two yeah so far yeah Yeah. and yeah and some beautiful settings they're obviously like they're actually i thought to myself oh that garden where they filmed sure looked a lot like versailles well actually was versailles (laughs) i I did not realize that you know there might be other versailles like gardens in france so uh so in from last week's episode uh we set up a bunch of things there was a complicated like fake robbery that jamie was involved in of course he had challenged frank to a duel and then you know we we objected when Claire made him promise not to duel Frank because if uh, or the the British thing because then Frank wouldn't become wouldn't be ever exist. <laughs> this yeah, is that, where time travel gets. It's hard to explain because of the time travel, land. So I, I, have, I understand why you're sort of stumbling over these incredibly complicated plots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, back to the future. Uh, yeah. If Jamie kills Randall, then Frank won't be born. So exactly. Jamie agrees and then ends up dueling with him anyway. And so, so here in the episodes, the last two episodes, we see Jamie duels. We don't quite know why Jamie duels because he's broken his promise to Claire. We see Claire foolishly get in a carriage ride and endanger her pregnancy. Julie, why did she do that? I don't know, Liam, but you knew as soon as she, she ran out to try to get Jamie, you knew it was going to be bad news, right? I mean, that nothing good could come of that ride. Yeah. yeah. She's already been hospitalized overnight by the French nun, who seems to be the only person in France with any authority. The rest, <laughs> the rest of the French are portrayed as just like buffoons. And every time they tell Claire or Jamie to not do something, Jamie and Claire laugh at them. But that nun is getting the job done. She Mother was- Hildegard. Yeah, yeah. She, she really – I think she's great and uh, she's smart and compassionate. Yeah. And so she makes Jamie – or she makes Claire spend the night and then – Claire gets home and finds out, oh, Jamie's off dueling. So she gets in the carriage and guess what? Then we, then, you know, it's clear, like she gets out of the, in the Bois de Bologna and there's, you know, Randall on the ground bleeding and there's Claire on the ground bleeding. There was a lot of blood in that episode, Julie. (laughs) Yes, there was, Leah. There really was. No, that was terrible. So, and I felt terrible for Claire. I even like, that looked like, it looked really bad for, uh, for Blackjack Randall too. I mean, he... (laughs) He really got it in that scene. I know. 
It's hard to even watch him. He makes your skin crawl so much. I know. I know. I know. But the other big revelation in that episode was that they had to tell, you know, Jamie's, uh, Jamie's sidekick, Murtaugh, the whole thing about Claire being from the future. And Murtaugh got a lot of excellent screen time. So I like seeing I, I I like those scenes. I thought I, he's a nice character. I like the relationship between Claire and Murtaugh. So I, that, that was very positive. So, uh, so, I mean, I enjoyed that. But in this week's episode, okay, this week's episode was insane, wasn't it? It just covered so much ground. It was a tour de force for Claire. She's yes. on screen in every single scene. And she goes, she opens with her grieving in her hospital bed. She has had her daughter. But according to Mother Murtaugh, her daughter, Faith, has died. Yes. was stillborn. So uh, red hair. So we see Claire grieving. And then she gets out. She takes her weeks to overcome that. Then she goes back to uh, the house in in Paris and takes the longest walk from the carriage to the front door. I mean, that took like 20 minutes. I know. Really, I mean, this was Claire's acting triumph. You have to say that. I mean, you really felt those sense of loss, the sense of grief. You know, just she was became so frail from from this experience. So, you know, yes, you were really, you know, that was really tender when she got out of the carriage and, and all the servants were there. They didn't know what to do or what to say. So yeah, that was, um, that and was nobody sad. does pale like Claire. I mean, <laughs> she's the palest. She is. She's she so is. pale. Uh-huh. So pale. So she takes 20 minutes to go from the carriage to the front door. Mm-hmm. Then she learns the terrible story of we Fergus, which is terrible. We learn. Okay, can I? I mean, all right. Now, this is the third time yeah. in two seasons that we've had a, a horrible rape scene. I know. I mean, that the sexual violence seems to be their only way to uh, to advance um, the plot. That's, and that's a good point. That's. I'm not. I, I just. I was not happy at the la- end of last the last season, and now you know both um, both poor little Fergus there, and then also. Uh, what was her name? Um, Mary Hawkins. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. We, I mean, so we've seen, you know, this three rapes into it, two seasons. That's too much. I just fast forwarded through this one. You okay. could see it was it's coming. just terrible. Yeah, and it was I, terrible that it was on screen. Know. You know, I mean, that's, you know, I just, it was, I don't want to get all worked up again, but violence against children that you had this on the screen. I, I mean, it, it really, you know, I, I don't know, Leanne, about this, uh, this whole series. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. okay. So that's when we, that's why we learned that Jamie went and, and challenged him to a duel and now he's in the prison. So Claire has to appeal to the King, uh, to get Jamie out. And mm-hmm. she goes to Mother uh, Hildegard for advice, and Mother and and an entree to the king. And and Mother Hildegard pulls no punches. He said, "You're going to have to sleep with the king if you want to get your husband out of jail." Yeah. And so she puts on a green dress and this giant. Uh, what are those things called? Then? <laughs> what is that cameo? What is yeah. that? Oh yeah, the the stone, the necklace, yeah. the mood ring. It was yeah. like giant mood ring yeah. around neck. Yeah, and she she heads to the palace where she encounters the king, who is apparently wearing the same thing that Madonna wore in that god awful <laughs> Prince tribute. Yes. I mean, was that unbelievable? Yes. Who, Madonna outfit. or the king? I mean, well, yeah. both. I mean, yes. yeah, yeah. What are the chances that we see that outfit twice in one week on television in America? <laughs> And I think the king wore it better, frankly. I think the king wore it better. I, I do too, Liam. <laughs> so, and then it turns into this bizarre black magic scene where Claire becomes the white witch. So she's gone from the grieving mother, like unable to walk from the carriage to the house. Right. Now she's killing people in the king's palace. She de- Right. She's <laughs> mixing up these cocktails. Yeah. Like, like I just... This is where it's, they have so much, they have so much plot line to like jam into every episode because I was just fine with Claire grieving, you know, and just, and, you know, and looking forward to the reunion of Claire and Jamie, that would have been enough. I didn't need this whole black magic cocktail scene. The witchy woman. Yeah. So she kills that French dude. She just takes him out with this cocktail that she knows is going to kill him. And that was, again, painful to watch. There's a lot of. You're getting the sense that this time travel thing isn't all it's cracked up to be. You know what I mean, Joel? I'm writing that down, Liam. I just, 
I, I think given the opportunity, I don't know if I go for it now because yeah. things are different in the past. Things mm-hmm. are very different in the past. So Claire does this favor for the king and thinks, well, there you go. I am, I am good. Let's, uh, let's get Jamie out of prison. Oh no, the king double dips. And you yeah. know what I'm talking about there. Yes, so, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, but she does get an orange at the end and that was, <laughs> that looked good. That looked delicious. <laughs> Okay. Was that was that significant? That orange, I, I felt like maybe that was some plot line from the past or the future that I had missed. Uh, some uh, important symbol, or oh, was it just it I was just know. an orange. It was just it's an just orange. It's just an orange, but it's just okay. a reminder that oranges used to be, you know, highly valued because they yeah. he had that lingerie uh, there, the king and a uh, hundred orange trees, and it was sort of special. Remember in Little House on the Prairie when they got an orange for Christmas, Julie. <laughs> Good, good land. Oh well, now, now, now that you mentioned that, that makes yep. all, all the sense. Yep. No, no further explanation is needed now that you've made a little house on the prairie reference. Yep. So, uh, so then we get Claire goes back to the house. Jamie Lumber Jamie is released from prison, and yep. he returns to the house in in Paris. And uh, Claire is in some getup that can only be just taught. If she wasn't a witch last week, she's a witch now. What was that goth? get up with like with the puffy sleeves yeah jeans and puffy sleeves i don't know i don't know was that some official morning outfit i don't know not like i mean not like scarlett o'hara it was like crazy with the chain mile i don't know what that was so she looks now officially like a goth pale morning witch (laughs) and then we have to relive the scene in the hospital where she's holding the dead baby which was And she does take, she does say to Jamie, it was all my fault. You know, you're right. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have made you promise to do that. I shouldn't have gotten in that stupid carriage ride. I put, you know, my family of the future (laughs) in jeopardy. Right. I put my current family in jeopardy for my family of the future, which is again, when you think this is a dumb show. (laughs) (laughs) But in a flashback or a flash forward in the beginning, we see Claire in Boston with a little redheaded girl. What? That was mind-bendingly. Yeah. What was that about? That's, don't Julie, I, I mean, there's a reason this series has like seven books. And remember, okay. we're only on book two. So, okay. you know, it's a, long, it's a long series and there's a lot of places and uh, times to go to still. Yeah. <laughs> we are not done with the time traveling. We are not done. So it appears uh, that we are mercifully going back to Scotland next week. Oh, because- yeah, hallelujah. That's the headline from this episode yeah. is yeah. that they are leaving Paris because really, what did they accomplish in Paris? Nothing. Nothing. And Not- the whole time Jamie was in jail and Claire was in the hospital, I kept thinking, who is running that wine business? Like, <laughs> how are those servants getting paid? They right. had one job in Scotland, run the wine business. Right. And no. instead, they're just doing everything else but that. So... Well, yeah, let's hope Jamie that's shaves really, that beard too. Yeah, that let's not let's hope like get back in the kilts. I want her back with the sweaters and the mufflers yeah. and all of that again. Yeah. That that will be better for all. Yes, yeah, so. it, it totally will be. But I don't know. There's something something's up with baby Faith. I'm not so sure she's really in that grave. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> okay. okay. We're just going to leave it on that note. Okay. All right. Leave it on that note. Okay. All right, Jewel. Uh, it's the end of the Tuesday show. You got anything else happening this week? Well, it's Memorial Day weekend. Oh, it is. So yes, Day. that's it's going to be lots of fun. We have family visiting in town. Some cousins are are going are showing up. So uh, we're going to have some um, official Memorial Day festivities. Yep. Great, great. Well, I have the I have the ravioli and the graduation and that coming up. But we will be back Tuesday to fill you in on everything. Have a fantastic week, Jewel. Hey, you too, Leanne. And don't forget. Call your satellite sister.